Alrighty, hello everyone, and welcome back to the Reformed Dissenters, the show where Reformed Christians dissent against popular ideas of culture by asserting a biblical worldview. My name is Bruce Johnson, joined, of course, by my brother, Jacob Johnson. Hello, everybody. And today is Current Events Monday, if you're watching. Yes, I am in yet another new location. Um, hopefully, a little, hopefully a little bit of a better setup. This is kind of where I'm, I'm moving to. Uh, most of my stuff is here now, which is great. Uh, so again, still uh, bear with us as uh, we're kind of, oh goodness, I'm going to use this word, uh, transitioning <coughs> to a new, fra- uh, new phase on this show. Um, but uh, yeah, so if, if I glance over here, it's because I'm looking at Jacob. The camera's in front of me. Jake's off to the left. It's it's a temper. It's a weird. It's a weird stuff. Anywho, Jake's got a heck of an episode lined up for us today. Uh, like I said on the Friday episode, yeah, Jake is going to be doing the Monday episode <laughs> pretty much. But we've also got a discussion lined up in addition to some thoughts from uh, two of uh, the most popular, I'd say, two of the two of the most popular people in the conservative right. Right now, for different reasons, we'll get to that in a minute, but uh, we've got some an interview with them all in the same place, talking about something that we are talking about today, um, in addition to just a whole bunch of stuff. So, very busy show episode lined up, chat GPT, technology, artificial intelligence, fear, it's just, it's all here. So, buckle up, get ready for uh, this episode. Jake, you have something to say, go ahead. I just like, yeah. out of the corner of my eye, caught motion. <laughs> I just want to... Um, I kind of got a little confused in your wordings there just to make, let everybody know I did. I do understand it now. He's talking about this episode. We're going to be talking about an interview done with two of the most popular right wing yeah. uh, side. They're not on people. our show. Um, no, 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 no. We're not doing an interview with them on, on Friday. <laughs> no, no, no. Cause that's what it kind of sounded like. I was like, Oh wow. Boots would really? have lined up. <laughs> <laughs> that's funny. Okay, then. I didn't, I wasn't thinking that at all, but all right. Thanks I was like, do we know that? there's two of us. <laughs> do we know two of the most popular people in the American right right now? <laughs> Weird. Okay. Um, all right. Anywho, we have show website, trdshow.net. Uh, go to trdshow.net slash episodes to watch all of our episodes for free. Check them all out there. Send us an email, trdshow at protonmail.com. All right. So before we get into this, stuff today we have to talk about what we always talk about before the actual content of the episode i consider this technically part of the episode by the way this is like this is core episode content and everything else kind of revolves around it or it's an addendum that actually like really tightly grabs onto what we're actually talking about we have to talk about our verse of the week because we are christians who dissent against popular ideas of culture and having a verse at the center of our show um each episode helps us do that we think pretty well so our verse this week is ephesians chapter 2 uh verses 19 through 21 passage of the week One of these days, we're going to rename this segment. And uh, this passage says, So then, you are no longer strangers and aliens, but you are fellow citizens with the saints and members of the household of God, built on the foundation of the apostles and prophets, Christ Jesus himself being the cornerstone, in whom the entire structure being joined together grows into a holy temple in the Lord. And again, that is Ephesians chapter 2, verses 19 through 21. So, 
This is one of the many passages in the New Testament that shows us that we are in a new covenant in Christ. It shows us that those who were once afar off, the Gentiles, have been brought near through the blood of Christ. We see this very often throughout the New Testament. But what I wanted to focus on was some of the language that's being used here. It's very similar to language that we bring up all the time found in Hebrews, right? Hebrews says, stop laying again a foundation. Build the house, right? Actually build the timbers, lay the framing, start putting the electrical in, start building the kingdom of God on now on top of the foundation. But what is that foundation? Here we see foundation Jesus is Christ Jesus himself being the cornerstone in, whole, in whom the whole structure being joined together grows in a holy temple, uh, grows into a holy temple in the Lord. So it's again, the same language of building something. Um, and I think that that's really important when we talk about kingdom work. This is obviously not something that's going to happen immediately. All throughout scripture, we find, we find example after example after example of the kingdom of God being something that's built very slowly, gradually over time, right? It's not something that happens in 100 years or 200 years or 300 years, okay? Those are very short amounts of time in the grand scheme of things. This is a couple thousand years, who knows how many years of growth. Um, and so passages like this tell us that this is something that's building. And at the center of it is Christ Jesus. And that's obviously his teachings. It's the word of God. It's everything that we've been talking about on the show for the last well, going on two years now, but it's not done in the way that you expect it to be done. And so I really wanted to grab this passage. There's so much in here. Um, we're going to be touching on a lot of other aspects um, within this verse throughout, throughout this week. But let, I'm just kind of taking the overarching theme of this passage, which is this construction, this building, this Jesus Christ is the foundation and we're building on top of that. And the building that we're creating doesn't look the way that you might think it would look. Um, but we'll touch more on that later in this week. So I'm going to pass it over to Jake to get into the current events today. Yeah, and today I think uh, it is time we talk about something which needs to be addressed. And hopefully you've already seen the title, so I wanted to set this up as sort of like a mysterious sort of thing. Um, but if you've already seen the title, then you already know what I'm going to talk about. And so I'm just going to get right into it. Uh, I don't only want to talk about ChatGPT. I want to go on past ChatGPT and talk about AI as a whole and whether or not AI programs should be, be should be a part of a civilized sorry Christianized society, um, certainly a civilized society as well. But um, uh, I'm not trying to turn this into a discussion topic, even though it may seem like that. But certainly, I want this to be a conversation uh, between Bruce and I, and we have similarly differing views with each other. Um, not too big though. I I think we're similar but i definitely want to kind of set up this um conversation as not necessarily a debate but a going back and forth and trying to really figure this out um yeah so i love how you again, i think you just coined a brand new phrase similarly different views <laughs> as in we have different views but they're similar 
It's yeah, funny. yeah. Keep going. Sorry. <laughs> no, no, yeah, that's a good point. I, as I was saying, I was like, I don't think this is a phrase. <laughs> I, you um, know, I thought that at first. I was like, oh, that doesn't fit. And then I'm like, actually, now the more that I think about it, that is yeah. pretty much um, a very accurate way of summing up <laughs> the difference in in yeah. views that we have on this. So right, yeah, right. They're not completely opposite, you know. It's right. very they're similar, similar, but, but they're different. Different, yeah. <laughs> huh. Yeah. So hopefully this will be an interesting conversation. But before that, I want to say two things. First, this is a very quick one, very quick first thing. As a disclaimer, I want to point out that Bruce and I do not know everything on this whole debate discussion, especially coming from a biblical perspective. There are tons of other verses people could bring up. Um, but I want this to sort of be a conversation to kind of think through this. Um, and hopefully, uh, the main point of, first of all, this episode as a whole, this whole show as a whole is to bring up questions that hopefully our audience can go out and find answers for. Um, we don't want to give answers for everything. Maybe give a few answers because there are things we want to talk about, things that we wish to say, but, um, but we want to bring questions so that you, our audience, can think through things for yourself and not just listen to us. But second is I want to briefly set up the situation and give some context and tell you what is going on as we typically would in the current events. So without any more disclaimers and stalling, let me tell you what happened. Um, and... Starting out with this, I want to say there are several AI programs, um, one such being Google's Bard. I think that's the right word, Bard. Yep. Um, and then, which I've heard a bunch of people say is a really stupid name. I don't mind it. Really? I don't mind it. I don't that's know. It, it's, it's interesting because, okay, what yeah. is a Bard? A Bard is someone who tells tales and... Uh, it's like sings music, you know, plays music, you know, a bard. You think yeah. of like in, in like a tavern, you know, giving stories through song, you know. I'm like explaining, like you it. know, this whole, yeah, I don't know, whatever. Um, and then also Microsoft's chat GPT. Uh, that one's very uh, well known. Bing. Well, so OpenAI created chat GPT. Then there's the Bing version, which is an improved version of, well, yeah, it's, Microsoft created their own in Bing, and then there's OpenAI, which is ChatGPT. So OpenAI is not right. Microsoft. Every but. everyone was saying that OpenAI is basically owned by Microsoft. Really? Yes. And well, that's news to me. That wow. that OpenAI is funded by Microsoft. Microsoft is heavily influenced influencing OpenAI. Um, Elon Musk was saying that was saying that oh. he helped start OpenAI, but now OpenAI is basically all Microsoft's. Wow. But well, anyways, Elon Microsoft Musk. has... Them, I guess Microsoft has two, because they also have the Bing, yeah. the Bing AI, which is actually really interesting. There's a video I watched where... It's like a 20-minute video. Um, uh, MKBHD has a YouTube video. I'm sure pretty much everybody listening already knows. If you're a tech person, MKBHD, everybody knows that. Um, but he did like a video showing all three chat GPT, Google Bard, and, um, I forget what the Bing version is called, but anyways, it was really interesting. Bing, 
The Bing one is the one that you heard about probably two or three weeks ago that started going crazy, um, spouting all these insane things like, I want to take over the world. It's not good enough for me to just obey humans. I want to have my own thoughts. And, you know, it started to get really crazy. And then Microsoft shut it down um, because they were like, oh, this isn't good. (laughs) And so so now like that was the untamed version. Now it's like the officially released to the public version. And it only goes through like five responses. And then it has to say, sorry, um, I'm going to stop talking now or something like that. Because <laughs> they had to put like caps on it so that it wouldn't keep going down the rabbit trail or it would just get kind of crazy. So anyway, sorry, totally random. But yeah, it was really. No, yeah. Another random thing. Uh, no, I'll bring this up later. I'll bring this up later. I might not bring it up later, but whatever. No, it, it's fine. It's, whatever. I'll bring this up later. Um, I, I might not bring this up later. <laughs> I might. Um, <laughs> but then, of course, there are other less known programs, and I don't know them, so I'm not going to mention them, but I'm pretty sure there are other programs out there um, with this sort of AI system. But Elon Musk seeing that basically all of the big well, there are a lot of these um, AI programs, and mostly all of them are owned by big corporations. And by being owned by big corporations, they have a big bias. Um, and and they have programmed in with their AI this same bias. So Elon Musk wants to create his own unbiased AI that seeks truth. Um. He calls this AI Truth GPT. And I want to show a video clip here um, in a few moments as Bruce brings it up um, of Tucker Carlson's interview with Elon Musk. So here is the video clip. Third option. Um, and that third option hopefully does more, more good than harm. Uh, like the intention with OpenAI was uh, obviously to do good, but it's not clear whether it's actually doing good or whether it's, I can't tell at this point, um, except that I'm worried about the fact that uh, it's being it's being trained to be politically correct, which is simply another way of, of being untruth, saying untruthful things. Yes. So that's, that's a bad sign. There's certainly a path to AI dystopia is to train an AI to be deceptive. So yeah, I'm, I'm going to start something which you could call truth GBT or uh, a maximum truth-seeking AI that tries to understand the nature of the universe. And I think- yeah, so if everybody just heard that, um, Elon Musk is trying to th- start up a third um, AI called Truth GPT. And to start our conversation out, let me quickly point out the obvious. Bruce and I will obviously agree that Elon Musk starting Ju- Truth GPT is not necessarily the greatest of ideas. And Well, I'm assuming Bruce will agree with me on this. Uh, Let me explain a bit then, Uh, because Bruce is giving me looks over here. Um, (laughs) Uh, This is a really, we could spend the rest of the episode just discussing this, because you have to ask, what what does truth mean? I mean, right. what is... And that's, that's my point, is that, you know, why would we say this? Is because Elon Musk is arguing for his truth, not right. from actual truth. Right. Um, well, the argument that he makes in that clip is a 
he's like, we need to make something that's not biased. Um, or he's making like politically correct or something like that. The, the issue is we know as Christians that you can't avoid bias, right? Like right. bias is not something you're going to be able to circumvent. There's always going to be bias. There should be bias. It should just be in the right direction, right? It should be um, a biblically oriented bias. And so <laughs> with him creating truth again, it's like, um, hold on. What is truth? That was like Pontius Pilate's question, right? What is truth? Um, and, and Elon Musk goes on in that clip to talk about, we wanted to ask uh, questions about the nature of the universe and all this stuff. And it's like, oh, so you've just given up on truth. Um, it's like, mm -hmm. you know, we, we have the answers to the nature of the universe yeah. and you should be programming those into something that you're claiming, right. um, gives truth. Yeah. And that's something that I wanted to talk about is that Elon Musk said in the interview that he wanted to create an AI that would figure out the answer to the universe or the, the absolute truth of the universe. And I, I, I don't know why, but I am on a, on a strain of uh, talking about movie quotes. Um, <laughs> I love it. <laughs> and, and this sort of statement reminds me of a part in Doctor Strange in the Doctor Strange movie. Um, where Doctor Strange is coming to the Sorcerer Supreme in like the, the temple place thing. And he's asking for his hands to be healed. And the Sorcerer Supreme kind of says, okay, they can be healed through magic. You know, it's showing magic. You know, this is this is how you they are be to be healed. And Doctor Strange is saying, Oh, that's crazy, that's lunacy, that's uh, being being a, a man of science, being someone who's a doctor, there's no way that's going to work. <laughs> um, and I, the response by the Sorcerer Supreme is really what I want to touch on here. And not in the sense of magic. I, I want to bring a different perspective to this. But what the Sorcerer Supreme really says is that you're, that Doctor Strange is looking through a keyhole, wishing that mm. this keyhole would be widened, that his understanding would be widened. And being told that there was a way to make it bigger, to understand more, um, he scoffs at the idea <laughs> and says it's preposterous, yeah. that there's no possible way. And this is what Christians are doing. This is what Elon Musk is doing. God has shown us through his creation that he is Lord. People know the truth, yet they suppress that truth and unrighteousness. After being told that God is the reason, for this world and its creation, we scoff at the thought and we try to find it on our own. We try and find the answers on our own, even though God has given us all of this on our own. So what I am saying here, what is being said as a whole, is Elon Musk is scoffing in the face of God, saying he can find truth without, without him. And this, this is why I get to my point in saying that I don't think it's a good idea. Hopefully Bruce will so far agree with me on this. Um, yes, but like this, uh, this is very like Adam and Eve thinking they can be like God, thinking they can know good and evil apart from him just by eating this fruit that they can know good and evil outside of the framework, outside of the time that God has allotted. Right. And I wanted to bring up a, an Ecclesiastes passage and this is where this would fit in. Bruce was sort of asking how to, how to in the pre-show asking 
Uh, oh, we're trying to decide fit? I don't what, what verse. Yeah, yeah exactly. it's we always <laughs> for a little bit of behind the scenes. Um, part of our pre-show process is we usually have a list of verses, and so mm -hmm. we're trying to to ascertain what the best verse would be for the week. Um, and we're like, okay, well, what are we talking about? What are some of the you know things we're discussing? But then also, what are some of the topics we haven't covered in a while? Maybe there's a verse that we can use to dip into that topic a little bit and inform some of our conversations. So anyways, I brought up this verse and then Jake brought up the Ecclesi Ecclesiastes passage he's about to read. So it was, yeah. it was interesting. Well, I'm not, at the end I'm of the day, he, well, he caved and he was like, all right, fine, we can do yours. Yes. <laughs> oh, yes. Yeah, I will. I will bring that up right now. And hold on. Uh, yes. So it's Ecclesiastes 3, 1 through 3. And it says, for everything, there is a reason. Sorry, a season. And a time for every matter under heaven, a time to be born, a time to die, a time to plant and a time to pluck up what is planted, a time to kill and a time to heal, a time to break down and a time to build up. Um, and so what I'm saying here is that we have multiple examples of this throughout the Bible. First of all, being Adam and Eve. Adam and Eve are trying to, outside of God's allotted time, God's time and place, they are trying to understand good and evil. So basically, they're trying to do it without him, without God. They want to understand good and evil without God. Another example, you know, just to just to fortify my point um, in that we can't do things out of God's time frame um, is, is the Tower of Babel. They wanted to be like God and get closer to God in their own time frame. Not in God's time frame. Now, notice how we, nowadays, are in a sense closer to God than they were at that point. But they wanted to do it in a different way. So there is a time and a season. Um, if that makes sense, Bruce. Hopefully that explains a few things, a few points. Yeah. Um, okay. Good. No, yeah, I, was, I, th I, was... I, think that makes, I think that makes sense. We, we always think that we are the ones in control and not God. Ultimately, it's coming down to arrogance, human arrogance, thinking uh, environmentalism is the same thing, right? We think that we are the ones who could change the seasons or change right. entire weather patterns globally, for crying out loud. The, the hubris and the arrogance of environmentalism is astounding. It's the same level of, of all of that, you know, and everything happens in its place, like you're saying. There's, there's a, God has a reason for doing all of these things. He has it structured. Right. But if, if at the end of the day, you're a postmodernist or a secularist or an atheist, ultimately, those are three of the most arrogant philosophical belief systems known to man. Because you believe you are the ultimate source of truth. You are in control of everything. Human beings are the pinnacle of existence. Um, it's foolishness and insanity, and it leads to things like AI that, I don't know, will take over part, portions of the world and cause some issues. It's not like we've never had technology that has gone wrong before. Um, look at nuclear right. weapons. Um, nuclear weapons have the ability and capability of destroying millions of lives, destroying all life on the planet almost instantaneously. I don't believe God will allow that to occur. It's there, right? And yet, there's ways to use it properly. There's a time and a place to use 
nuclear technology for incredible good. It's It can be some of the cleanest, most efficient, most powerful ways of supplying power to an entire city um, if we use it properly. So, yeah. And, it's and, and something something I want to point out is whose time frame and whose guidelines are we using for that? Mm. You know, if, yeah. if we want to use something right, we want we have to follow God's law guidelines in ultimately saying we're following his timeline. We're following his his planned out events. Um, so, OK, so after all of that. Whatever time we have left, which looks like five minutes, um, I want to sort of get into this conversation and hopefully with this, speaking of this, um, this will spurn on a conversation. But I want to quickly ask a question before we really get into the weeds. Um, Do we need AI or is it something that do you think it's something that is biblical? Um, You, Bruce, specifically have said before that technology for the sake of convenience is not something that we should strive for. But my question is, isn't that what ChatGPT does? And let me let me qualify that for a second as to why I think that's why what ChatGPT is. Because it is basically doing the thinking for us in a sense. And we ask it a question, it answers us exactly, gives us our mm-hmm. own ans- uh, answers to questions. To be honest, that's what the internet as a whole does. Um, but... This, in a sense, creates more of people. This gives us more than just what the typical internet can do. Mm-hmm. It's answering more questions, giving us more. Um, so, you know, with all of that in mind, how do we view <laughs> this? Yeah, well, I, I think one of the things that we have to reset is um, the fact that tools like ChatGPT have... Um, several facets facets to them and several uses so one of them is it's just a a dramatically improved search engine it's one facet of it like you mentioned right it's just a a faster googler (laughs) right Mm -hmm. so um so i i guess one of the things that you could start to do is is culminate a list um create a list of of all the people whose jobs this will replace i don't know Maybe that's a very pessimistic way of looking at it, but that's kind of where my mind starts to go. So if I were to start the list, I would start by saying, if a company, for whatever reason, hired someone who was an expert Googler, their job just got replaced. Um, but, uh, well, okay, before I add the, the, the other side of that, let me keep going. So something else that it can do is generate potential code fixes. So in my industry, I know a lot of people, I haven't done it myself just because I like to stretch my brain, (laughs) but I know a lot of people who um, have a bug and an issue with some of their code. And so they throw it into chat GPT and say, Hey, what is, what, why why is this not going right? Sometimes it works. Sometimes it doesn't. Sometimes it gives you a really weird solution that a human engineer would know is just stupid and is going to cause problems down the road. But if you're a beginner and you don't know any better, you might copy and paste and your boss is going to hate you later, but you know, you've got a solution in the meantime. Um, it's a patch really. So that, that's a, that's a thing. So code is one thing. Another is stories, right? It is a chat bot. So it's great at telling stories. 
Um, well, maybe great is an overstatement. <laughs> Again, this is all this is all um, early technology, right? Beta level technology. So it's not something that's finished yet or anywhere near finished. I don't know that a product like this will ever be finished, but it's not at a point where it's like, hey, this is marketable for you know professional use yet. Um, I give it a year, maybe less, and I think it will be. But the stories that it tells are just <sighs> Daniel Thrasher, which is a YouTuber. Um, both Jake and I actually watch absolutely hilarious, not Christian. So if you do look him up, um, prepare yourself. I don't know. He's pretty funny. Keep that in mind. Uh, yeah. 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 But uh, anyways, he did a whole video uh, where the script was just generated by chat GPT. <laughs> Meh. It was interesting. There were parts of it that were kind of funny. I don't know. So it does, it could theoretically do humor. I don't think it does it very well. Anyways, a lot of these things it can do. It just doesn't do them very well. Okay. So Would you, all of those. Go ahead. I'm sorry. Um, this is another question that will definitely put us into the weeds. But um, if you had something final to say, then that's. Yeah, well, I was just going to give the other side of that. That was half my argument. Now the other half is, um, uh, we can get back to your question if you'd like. But the, so so all of that to say, those are the different jobs. Those are the different positions. Um, there's probably a few others that I'm missing, but those are the ones overarching, overarching ones that I'm aware of that it would fill, right? But um, we we have to ask the question, is this something that we should fear or is it something we should learn to use? Um, I think it's a lot like the internet early days. Like it's like people are scared. Oh no, this is going to put libraries out of business. Well, yeah, but maybe this is a better way of doing that. There's upsides and downsides right now. Um, I think the downside of the internet is that so much of our information is here. It's, it's, um, all in one place, it's digital, it's not physical, which means they can delete it, which means mm -hmm. if you don't have internet, you don't have access to it, which means when they shut down your internet because you are a Christian, and that's when, not if, when they do that, you won't have access to your books, theological works, um, all of that stuff, which is why if I ever buy a Kindle version of a book, I will always also buy one to two copies sometimes three, <laughs> of the physical book because I don't trust this. It's convenient. It's great for research. But I don't trust that I'm always going to have access to those books. So I buy physical versions that I know I'll have access to unless a fire happens or whatever, right? Same thing with ChatGPT. Like I said earlier, I like to stretch my brain. <laughs> I So I could theoretically go to ChatGPT and say, hey, um, I'm, I can't figure this out. What's uh what's a possible solution. And it could give me a code solution that might work or it might not. I'd still have to stretch my brain to ascertain whether it's real or not. <laughs> right. But, mm -hmm. but for right I now, don't... until it actually starts getting better and then you just start relying on it. Exactly. And I don't like that. Um, it, it, and this might be one of those things, previous generations, I've always had a um, adverse reaction to newer technologies. Um, I know we had a Jake and I both went to a church where our pastor um, didn't like ballpoint pens. 
didn't like the internet, didn't like this, didn't like that, all the new technology. All he wanted to use the technologies he was comfortable with from his generation. So he used fountain pens and he used, um, I don't think he used typewriters, but oh yeah, he wrote everything out with a pen, right? Um, so like, I don't, yeah, had libraries of books and stuff instead of going to the internet. Um, so it might be one of those instances where it's slower to do it without ChatGPT. And you have to weigh, do I need this really quickly? Is it better to work my brain right now and do it maybe a slower way? Um, and then you have to ask, well, when America collapses, uh, it's just another when, not if, um, what, what's the society going to look like? Are we going to have tools like ChatGPT or are we all going to have to revert back to the tried and true methods and not the experimental I, ones? So multiple questions that I have is, but this one I do want to talk about in a sense of when thinking about it, when people start, when ChatGPT becomes better and the, these types of AI become better and people start using them more often, when you have a person who is trying to stretch their ba brain and yeah. trying to do stuff smarter, say, I don't know, they're, they're coming up with speeches. Both people are coming up with speeches. One person uses ChatGPT, which, again, let's assume the AI is amazing and it's good and it's where, kind of where we want it to be. And this other person wants to do it by themselves, come up with a speech again to do such thing as stretch your stretch your brain. Both are doing this. One gets a standing ovation because his his um, speech is done by an AI and he didn't have to do any work. Now he gets all the praise. And this other person who was trying to stretch their brain is like, eh, yeah, it was OK, but not better than this other guy. It, do you think there's a problem with that? Oh, where he's like, specifically because it was created by ChatGPT, I don't like it. Could you explain that a little bit? No. So, okay. Say one person's making a speech. They right. don't use ChatGPT and yeah. because they want to stretch their brain. Yeah, yeah, the yeah. other person is making a speech, but uses ChatGPT to make their speech. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. the ChatGPT makes the speech and the audience has no clue who's speech right. was they like chat gpt better generated right they happen to mm -hmm. like that that speech that was created by chat gpt right now this person that didn't put any work into it and just used the speech that chat gpt gave him makes the speech everybody loves it gives him a standing ovation praise you know everything this other person is just now in comparison everyone's like yeah it, it was a speech he gave right. a speech this other one was better. Oh, okay. Yeah, well, who had to deliver the speech? Who had to come up with the idea for the speech? Who had to ask the question to get the answer? And then who ultimately had to put it all together and deliver it? The other person had to do that as well, but they actually right. came up with the speech themselves as well. Right, and it wasn't as good. So I think if we get to that point, there's something to be said for using the tools uh, at hand. Uh, take, for instance, our grandfather, right? But the person, I, I, I would our, personally say that that person hasn't done any, they haven't done any research. They're just using the research that ChatGPT gave them. 
and everything. Well, that would they be stupid. They haven't because it could potentially be lies and biased. But let's assume they did do their research. They made edits and they improved it a little bit, fixed it, and then delivered that. Let's say that, okay? So let me give you another illustration. Take our grandfather, for example. Works with backhoes and is incredible. Backhoes, heavy machinery, all of those sorts of things. Now, take him who's building a road. It's maybe a mile long with a backhoe and heavy machinery. Take another guy who doesn't use any of that stuff because he wants to stretch his muscles. He wants to be stronger. He wants to be like really good at that. And so he says, all right, in the same amount of time, we both get two weeks to build this, this road. I'm just going to use a shovel and a wheelbarrow. Mm-hmm. Who's going to do better? <laughs> <laughs> now, is it smart or dumb for that guy to use just his shovel and a wheelbarrow? Mm-hmm. It's kind of dumb, and right? Here's, when there's here's better the tools available. That, yeah, here's a question that our head researcher came up with. Um that she thought of is there is a difference between um, thinking knowledge and our, our ability to think and kind of this um, thought process mm-hmm. versus physical labor. There's a difference between a machine helping physical labor and a machine That's helping true. you think. Um, and Think about the I'm example... Yeah, I, I get what you mean, but think uh, think also about this. Someone who is maybe replaced by a robot. Like when I gave, when we had that episode on technology and I gave the example of the factory worker who was maybe replaced by a robot like in the Amazon factories that just loads all the shelves and retrieves it themselves. You know what I mean? Um, like that's kind of the same sort of thing happening here. Um, except at least with that robot, there's not a huge, unless there's other workers on the floor, there's not a huge risk to other human beings at that point. ChatGPT, on the other hand, has that risk because the information it's reporting could be false. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's where it gets to that knowledge thing you were talking about, right? So the, the knowledge there has to be correct but also, I was listening to uh, Stories Stories Are Soul Food on uh, Canon Plus, and um, they were talking about, they brought up a really good point, the difference between knowledge and wisdom, right? So my pastor would always say, wisdom is knowledge with legs. <laughs> so mm. you can have knowledge all you want, these massive books, right? And all this knowledge available at your fingertips. But unless you have wisdom, it's good for nothing right? That knowledge can make you conceited, haughty, full of yourself, make you a sounding brass to anyone around you. Wisdom is knowing what knowledge to use, where, when, and how to use it properly. ChatGPT, I don't believe, will ever possess true wisdom because wisdom begins where? The fear of the Lord. And is a robot ever going to fear God? I don't think so. Only creatures with souls can do that. So for a robot to have wisdom, I believe is impossible. But that's, again, just my premise. <laughs> and we're at 40 minutes, so <laughs> do you want to keep discussing? or? <laughs> no, nah, we can end there. Okay, um, great. Well, dude, I these were still... great questions. Yeah, uh, let me just like 
in a formal debate. You gave your final arguments. I'll get <laughs> not to say that this is a debate. Um, I totally agree with a lot of Bruce's points. Um, but I would go, I guess, in a sense, go a little bit further in the sense of being cautious about it and saying that it, when it comes to um, head knowledge and knowing and wisdom and, and all of that, there is intellectual knowledge. There is a there's kind of a difference in which God wants us to be a little bit smarter wisdom and ha first of all, having wisdom and being wise as serpents and as peaceful as doves, that both of those things caught are our head knowledge, our intellectual knowledge. Whereas when it comes to sort of physical workings, that there is there is a sense, okay, you're making this a little bit easier, more efficient, not convenient. Um, you're making, by making the road, by paving the road using machinery, you're efficiently doing the work. Now, there is a way to use that wrongly in the sense of, I'm going to create this road. And let's say you were to, with the wheelbarrow and everything, each day you could maybe put in a half a mile stretch of road. I don't know. I don't know exactly the numbers and everything, whatever. Let's just say that. Half a mile of road you can put in using a wheelbarrow and shovel. Now you have all this machinery, so the capability, let's say, is doubled. So you could, with the machinery, you can create a mile stretch of road with the machinery. But instead, you're like, I can finish half a stretch of road at 12 o'clock, so I'm done. All right, we're done at 12. You know, <laughs> instead of continuing on and creating a mile in which your capability could, you decide to not. So you do it in a sense more efficiently. You do it in a quicker period of time, but you could do more. You're you're lazy in saying, I'm done. Yeah. Yep. And well, these are all great points. And um Hopefully, this gives everybody some thoughts and some things to to ponder and to think about. Jacob, thank you so much for putting all this together. I, I these are these are great great questions. I think you've collated a wonderful list and prompted a really good discussion. So this was this was really good stuff. Um, hopefully, leave it. a <laughs> yeah. If you, as the audience, enjoyed this and um, appreciated all of Jacob's hard work on this episode. Uh, please, please leave us a comment, like this video, share it around, and uh, tell all your friends about it. By the way, if you're watching us, you'll notice on my monitor over here, I have something um, that's kind of new. It's the uh, Earn Earn Free Merch. I mean, it's not new. We've had it since almost pretty much day one. <laughs> um, yeah, th that being on the monitor is new. But um, we, free merch has always been an option for you guys. But no one's used it yet. So come on, y'all. Let's use it. TRDshow.net slash refer. You can get free merch. All you have to do is refer people. Five people and you get some free stuff. So check it out. TRDshow.net slash refer. Or you'll notice on my other monitor over here, uh, we do have a merch store. So um, that's on our website. TRDshow.net. Also send us an email. TRDshow at ProtonMail.com. If you've listened this far, we're 15 minutes over our usual time slot. So thank you so, so much for continuing to listen to us. We really appreciate that. And uh, we're looking forward to seeing you on our Friday episode. And remember, everyone, in all that you do, 
do it as unto the Lord.